Tables Parlay, episode six, coming right up. Come to the table. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Tables Parlay, where we parlay conversation into inspiration. And this is episode six. Today, we're celebrating all things women. And today, we're going to talk about business. Talk about the business. Today, we're going to have an awesome entrepreneur all the way from Belgium. And so we're going to talk about her and her experience as an entrepreneur and natural hair care. Everyone, welcome Janine Benzrew. I hope I'm saying that correctly, Janine. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's actually fun throw, but it's, it's Forgive a Forgive me. Forgive <laughs> no me. problem. I'm, I'm not very good with my Dutch. Forgive me. Janine Van Through. Van Through. Van Through. Yeah. How are you? What time is it there in Belgium? It is now 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. I appreciate, you know, the time. I apologize for the time differences and no problem. So thankful for you and that we're able to get on the same time frame. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk about you. Um this um, month we're talking about women in entrepreneurship. Uh, more than ever, women are entering into the business field. And so um, no better person to talk about that than you. Can you tell our audience um, your journey into entrepreneurship and um, being an entrepreneur in Europe, in Belgium? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, with regards to the hair care, I started in 2003. Um, actually, I started in 2004. Um, I started out of frustration because I couldn't find any good products for my hair and I couldn't find um, the information that I needed to treat my hair in a certain way. That was um, in 2004, I cut off all my hair and I returned natural. Um, and by that time I was living in the Netherlands. I grew up in the Netherlands actually, and there wasn't a whole lot of information about how to treat your natural hair. So, um, the result of that is actually that I decided to start my own, um, well, I, I decided to start a web a website where I, um, imported, Oh God, I'm trying to find my words. Uh, where I, uh, uh, where I uh, imported products from the U.S., from Morocco, from everywhere where I could find natural products, and natural products by then meant to me herbs, place, uh, whatever I could find. Um, and I sold them to the public because, well, not 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 at first at the public, but at people that um, that started to ask me questions because um, I learned a lot. There was not a whole lot of information, but I I was doing a lot of research and everything that I learned, I then um, told other people, for instance, mothers that didn't know how to treat their children's hair and and women that came to me eventually asking me advice on how to treat uh, their own hair. So that is basically how I started. Um, but before that, I have done like 
everything. I've, I've sold lingerie, I've sold perfume, I've sold like everything. And for the last 15 years, um, natural hair care has been my business. Yes, I see the um, emergence of uh, the natural hair care movement. It's becoming more and more um, powerful. I imagine yeah. in Europe, you know, um, it's, of course, we have all types of um, people of color in Europe. So that's amazing that in the year 2003, you were able to find a niche or a solution for people who live in Europe that are of color um, to care for their hair. Um, what would you tell um, any woman that is entering into the world of uh, natural hair care and starting products? Um, what was some of the things that you learned on your journey of um, creating the product? For the uh, for the public, um, you mean the product as in uh, the hair care products itself, or because I I okay, um, wh what I teach in my courses is that there is no such thing as one jar fits all. Yes, because sometimes people look at someone's hair and the first question they ask is, "What do you use?" Mm -hmm. And it's basically not about what you use. It's 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 much more than that. Um, I I am now offering a course on how to become a natural hair therapist, where I teach people that um, it all starts from the inside. It's not just things that you apply to your hair. It's also have to do have to do with your genes, your um, your lifestyle, um, the the things you eat or don't eat. Um, you know, it's it's basically a lot of things and the people, your hair is the end result of a lot of things that um, that you're doing or not doing. And then people look at it and they think that it's because you use a certain product that that is giving the result. And that is absolutely not true. That's awesome that you said that in order to have really healthy hair, it's from the inside out. As with all things, everything comes from the inside out. So as you feed Absolutely. your, your yeah. health, your diet, your mindset, mm -hmm. it will reflect mm -hmm. on the outside. Mm -hmm. That is amazing that you said natural hair care therapist. Now, when you speak of that, also, are you speaking about their self-image and how they view their hair? Let's talk about that because many times of women of color, you know, hair is everything to a woman of color. Yes. And so um, we have gone on this journey of uh, coming from Eurocentric ideals into coming into our own and embracing our individuality as people of color, of African descent, of Caribbean descent, and um, celebrating our kinky coily uh, natural hair. Talk to us about how you arrived about uh, um, fostering um, the proper healthy uh, image uh, for natural hair, women embracing their natural hair? Um, at the beginning, I was, for me, it was also a journey because I didn't start out of some ideal um, image that I had for black women or things like that. I started because I noticed that my hair, the hair that I had like a couple of years before, that it was not the same because of the chemical treatments that I was doing. Yes. And for me, that was a wake-up call. And I actually only noticed, um, and it sounds very strange and very stupid, I know, but I only noticed that um, my hair wasn't the same 
after look after finding pictures of me, um, old pictures of me like five years before, and I was wondering what happened to my hair. Well, the chemically treatment, the chemical treatments happened to my hair, but of course I didn't realize it then. Um, during my uh, during my journey in becoming a natural hair therapist, I had a lot of discussions with women. Um, some of them are really um, very strict in um, being natural because it gives them a sense of showing who they are. And uh, as a woman or a black woman, you should always be uh, wearing your hair natural and yes. not using wigs and things like that. Mm -hmm. I am. Um, I, I don't think that that goes for everybody we, we no. you know everyone has uh, his own ideals everybody has for 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 some people wearing a wig can be indeed deep down i don't know about that i am no i'm not a psychiatrist but deep down can have some some sort of hidden feeling to wanting to belong um for you others think so? you think so i don't know i i i uh when i when i just started I, I organized a couple of events where I did um, challenge these, um, uh, a lot of people were saying, well, not a lot of people, but some women were saying that, and I challenged this with, a, with an audience. And well, I don't think by that time, and that was around 2005, um, the Netherlands was ready for those kind of discussions okay. because they were very heated discussions and people really got upset. Um, I'm not sure if this is something that I would do now again. Uh, I do believe that even if you want to uh, chemically treat your hair, um, it, if, if you feel like you are a black woman and you feel like chemically treating your hair, to me, it doesn't make you less black. No. To me, for me, it's important that if you choose to chemically treat your hair, um, I should be able to handle you the tools and the knowledge on how to treat your hair to yes. keep it as, as, as healthy as possible. Yes. And not judge people on um, having kinky, curly, or straight hair or wearing weaves and wigs. I don't think that that should be the discussion. No, I think it's great that, um, you know, we've come such a long way in hair, in the hair care business for women of color. Um, period. Um, and I do love yeah. that the fact that we do have such a variety of choices. Yeah. Should we choose a wig? Should we choose a weave? Should we choose braids? Should we choose to shave it off? Should, to, should yeah. we choose to whatever? I think that mm -hmm. it is awesome that we do have um, those choices. Um, mm -hmm. Me personally, I've gone through breast cancer, kind of lost a little bit of my hair. So I had to, I was thankful for those choices. So, so mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the variety that we have. However, I do notice here in America, you know, as women of color, they love wigs because of mm -hmm. the versatility and the look, but then yeah. they, they sacrifice uh, caring for the hair underneath. Mm -hmm. And, and caring, you know, we have this thing, you know, edges, our edges mm -hmm. are everything because of the weave and the wigs, we lose our edges. So mm -hmm. can you talk to us a little bit about it? It's okay to have variety, but also, you know, to speak to some of those entrepreneurs who are creating products 
to also create product that is healthy for the scalp and for the edges as you use those different varieties of uh, weaves and wigs. Okay, well, um, in, in my range of products, I formulate, pro the, the, I formulate all the products for the CSA brand. And I make a um, distinction between hair care products and scalp care products. Mm -hmm. And I do that because um, basically, well, not basically, hair is biologically dead material. And your scalp- Did you say hair is dead material? Yes, head, your hair is dead material. Okay, talk to us about that. Explain what that means. I've never heard that before. Okay, hair is actually dead because it's not biologically, it's not attached to any of your blood. Um, oh, blood supply, okay. Yes, so okay. Um, it, it, it needs another approach than, for instance, um, when you should take care of your scalp. That's, that is why it took, it took me uh, a, a while to explain to some people why you should have a different uh, shampoo, for instance, for your scalp mm -hmm. and, and a different shampoo for your hair. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in that you have also different kinds of shampoos. Mm -hmm. the, the shampoo uh, for your scalp, I have a product that is called a scalp cleanser. It's based on en enzymes. And its 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 goal is to exfoliate your scalp, to get rid of the dirt on your scalp, to clean up the pores and things like that. These are not things that you need for your hair. Your hair, for instance, you would need if you if you use a lot of uh, heavy products on your hair, you would need more clarifying um, like clarifying shampoo to 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 strip all the heavy products that you are using on your hair. So basically. You know, your scalp is an extension of your skin, which is the largest organ of your, your body. So, yes. so yes. just as you cleanse your skin, you, you cleanse your scalp just like you would cleanse your skin and moisturize your skin. Moisturize but your a lot scalp. of people forget that. They yes. forget a that. People, a lot of people don't, don't treat their scalp. Right. And they lose their edges or they end up with dermatitis or so, so you know. So, you know, I, that is a good balance in teaching people about taking care of your skin and your scalp mm -hmm. and healthcare yeah. from within. Can you tell us a little bit about your product um, and the history and how it's evolved? Well, um, it, that actually started out of curiosity because uh, I was importing all these products from the United States and some of them were working, some of them were not working. And that is where it actually started because I was wondering how come one the, the one product would work wonders on my hair but would do nothing for my sister for instance and the other product would my hair would hate it and would work wonders for someone else and um i started to investigate on actually my curiosity was how do they make these products how do they make it look the way they look um, so eventually I started uh, following courses to formulate products. This was years later. I think this was like five years after I started the workshop. Um, so I, start, I started uh, following courses on how to formulate your products. I started very basic with only butters and mixing oils and things like that. And eventually... Um, that was along the way I was then I think five years later I finally learned about ingredients and how to um, make your own cream based products and the difference between a butter and 
um, and, a, and a conditioner. And these are things that I'm now trying to teach to others because it, it's very important to know why a product doesn't work. It depends on um, uh, the need of your hair. I don't work with hair types because I see a lot of people on, in, in, for instance, on Facebook, people are asking, um, I have 4A, uh, what products do you Oh, need? different, the different types of hair, 4A, yes, 4B, 4C. Do you believe I, in that? I don't work with that. No, I don't work okay. with that. To me, that's the same categorization as I am light skin, you are dark skin. And that is what I am um, explaining to people. If I tell you that I have 3C and you have never seen me and you don't see me, and I tell people I have 3C hair, um, the majority of people will uh, visualize that I am a um, mixed race uh, oh, looking girl. Um, and if I tell you that I have 4C, then you would imagine a, a dark skinned lady with very kinky hair. Yeah, very I see. And I see. So let me, let me explain to our audience. So where she's speaking of is um, in the natural hair care movement for people of color, they have categorized different textures of hair from one to two to three to four. And then whenever they characterize these different textures, as far as marketing, um, you'll see the more curly kinky hair is of the mixed race and the more four is more of the kinky, darker skin. So, you know, you, we want to avoid that whenever we're trying to um, define hair texture. And I, I'm more of the mind of when you're defining hair texture, just to define it as, as, as it is. It's coarse or it's curly or it's coily or straight. It, are you from that same type of mindset? Um, I, I use the terms drier or less drier hair. Oh, are you speaking of porosity? Okay. Yes, I, I am, but I don't use, and I don't look at the hair type. I look at the, and that is what I teach my students as well. I look at the hair need, hair need. Um, okay. because I can, you can be very dark skin, but have the need of someone that, for instance, would, if I fall back into the, the um, hair type, would have need products from a 3C type. Curly depending hair. on your background, depending on your genes, you know, um, so it 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 doesn't say anything about um, uh, your your background doesn't determine what products you would need. Exactly, exactly. So, speaking of you creating this product and your experience since two thousand three, which encompasses sixteen years, um, yes. Talk to us a little bit of um, some of the challenges as a woman of color in the European market, such as Europe and Belgium, trying to create a product for the market in Europe. Um, creating a product for business is difficult as it is, but mm -hmm. I imagine the, uh, there are insurmountable challenges that would be you would meet in Europe. Can you talk to us about some of those challenges that you met as you tried to get your product on the market in Europe? Well, it is actually, it's, 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 it's extremely difficult because I have always um, formulated, designed and produced products um, with, um, originally I'm from Suriname and that for is in Suriname. Yes. Okay. And that is in South America for the people who don't know. Um, and I have always Afro, Afro Latina. I am <laughs> from the Caribbean. Caribbean. Um, okay. And I have always used, um, tried to use 
unique ingredients coming from my country. So I have, for instance, I have an okra line, um, which um, for my clients is a very good line because I have people, even when I, when I decided to um, discontinue that line, I had people emailing me, asking me if I could make it just for them. And so I started, I, I started again. Um, but in terms of getting those products into, uh, for instance, the regular stores, the command that you would get, get is that there's no demand for it. And it's, it's a bit of the, the, the chicken and the egg thing. Um, because there's no command, there's no, uh, people don't ask about the products, but people don't ask about the products in those stores because they know that they're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of Afro shops in the Netherlands also ran, ran by, um, for Indian, for, for the majority by Indians. Really? The same, it's the same complaint that I think it's all over the world. It's the same all over the in America, you know, most of our black hair supply stores are ran by people who are of Asian descent. And so oh, in Europe, you, you're saying it's, it's more Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. More Indian people. Yeah. Um, and we, we complain, uh, we complain a lot. And I, I was having the same discussion with my, with my sister this morning. We complain a lot, but then when, for instance, an African lady opens a, a store, Yes. with hair care but also s selling other things we won't support her we, we won't, won't buy her very because she's selling people. fish yes. because she's also selling fish in the store so we won't <laughs> buy the hair there <laughs> you we know have to diversify honey work the hustle <laughs> we, we gotta work we gotta feed them and we also gotta make them look good i get it but yeah you know we don't support um no. our own and i was just having this discussion with my family yesterday you know mm -hmm. i you know um had a uh, protective style for most mm -hmm. of um, the year because I was um, taking cancer treatment and things and my hair thinned. And mm -hmm. so yesterday was like taking the braids out and I wanted to go to a reputable shop, but I decided to go to a black shop to support mm -hmm. black businesses. Mm -hmm. And I have, I want to support black businesses to keep the, the revenue in black, you know, businesses. But yeah, when you yeah, get yeah. there, I, I have to say sometimes more times than not, the customer service is lacking. So, you yes, know, yes. for mm -hmm. me to get my hair, just a simple style took over four and a half hours, which shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And then she made some mistakes with color and different things and, mm -hmm. and still wanted to charge me the same amount of money. So it's like, you want to support your own, but you know, the customer service has mm -hmm. to be there. And so, you know, mm -hmm. we need more people like yourself who are trying to, you know, create, you know, black businesses and, you know, those beauty shops should be owned by our own people of color, you know, and revenue should be put back into our products. Yes, but I, I, I do know, I do really know what you mean, because we have them in Belgium and in the Netherlands as well. You know, the, 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 the customer care is really something that is lacking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Say what it is. <laughs> but we, uh, I think, and that is something that I also um, uh, am trying to teach them, but it's very difficult because when you, when you offer them, like I can, I can give you a course on how to treat your customer, how to 
you know, when they come in, what to say to them and how to um, make them feel welcome. Most of the salon owners look at you as if you are crazy because yes. um, they, they don't see the bigger picture. Right. And I think that is also something that we should work on, a, a different mindset, you know? Different mindset, um, yeah. The other thing that I think is, that also plays a role is that um, um, if someone else would come in and do it, if a white person would come in and do it, they would, they would take it from them. Because that was the discussion that I was having with the group. There was this lady, we were talking about a natural hair, and I was teaching a couple of ladies about natural hair. And then one other lady, she said, well, I did a course with, um, I think it was L'Oreal, I don't know what um, company, and they taught me that um, natural hair can also be relaxed hair. And I am, I'm, I'm, you know, all the, the other ladies were like, well, if I were you, I would get my money back from the course because... <laughs> 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 yeah that's that's not accurate no no but you know things like that we we tend as black people we tend to take something that someone else tells us yes um we 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 believe that sooner as the being the truth as right. when one of us comes and tells you something we always doubt ourselves mm-hmm. so um with regards to me going to the going into the 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 salons in 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 Antwerp or in Brussels or in Amsterdam, um, it's 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 really hard and difficult because they they always see you as what who are you to come and try and teach me something? There's a little bit of pride, you know, and territorial. They feel like you're coming in on their territory, trying to tell them what to do instead yeah, of a, yeah in a teachable spirit um because we're all together yes yeah and that that makes it a bit of that makes it a bit hard together with the fact that the um, the regular stores are not really um open into carrying your product yes so were you able to get your product in the stores and what was that process like no, I am still, I still don't have any of my products in the stores. I am selling my product directly to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, by mid last year, I started to change my, um, my business model. And now I am working uh, with some partners to get the products into stores. Uh, at first, I didn't want to have my products in the Indian stores. I understand. But, um, uh, it's it's very difficult to get them in the regular stores because they have the idea that there is no demand for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I bring them into the Afro stores, it would be mainly um, ran by Indians or, or, or Chinese or people like that. And bringing them to the African uh, owners, I get the same remark that they are too expensive for them and that they won't be able to sell it. But I sell a lot of products, but directly to the consumer. Okay. I think um, maybe in many cases that might be the best case because um, you don't have as much overhead and a middleman. So, you know, telling uh, the soon to be entrepreneurs, you would encourage them to do direct sales um, from. I would, yes, I would really definitely start with that because that also would give you the idea of how your product is being received by by the consumers 
Well, you've given us such amazing wisdom. What are five things that you would tell um, women entrepreneurs that they should do um, as they're starting out um, um, creating a business? Creating any kind of business or specifically the hair care business? Any kind of business. Any kind of business. Um, first thing I would like to say, don't listen to people, you know, because um, my experience is that when you tell people that you want to start a business, they, they immediately jump and start to doubt you. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure yeah. you're going to do that? Why don't you just take a job? Because yeah. that's not safe. If that is, if, if, if starting a business is what you want to do, just go ahead and do it. Don't do tell it. people, just do your thing, do, do oh. your thing. Um, it is very hard work, but in the end, it is very rewarding. Um, do not try to work with people that you feel obliged to work with. Don't try to involve your sister or your aunt. Oh, don't work husband. with family. <laughs> do not do that. Although they may love you, but they, most of the time, when it comes to business, they don't respect you. Oh, that's so, deep. Um, if they would expect respect you, you know, the, the cooperation would be different. So um, I, I, I don't advise, of course, there are exceptions, but I don't advise to start doing business with, uh, with family unless you are on, really on the same level. Um, for instance, I, I do a couple of events. Um, these are called high tea with, um, with CICE. And then the high tea part, I do, the, I do the, 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 the teaching part of the hair care and the high tea part, my sister does that. Okay. So it's, it, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't always work with all um, family members or friends. So if someone is not good for your business, just, just forget no. about them. Yeah, no, get that's out. That's good. Yeah. And anything else? Um, never give up. Never give up. Yeah. But, but also uh, don't, don't try to invent or, or try to find, um, find out everything by yourself. There is a lot of information out there that you can use. Do research. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as soon as possible, try to automate things because that was my big um, automation. Problem. Yes. Okay. That was a big problem for me. People, women are scared of, of technology. Well, a lot of women are scared of technology. I have a friend and I was trying to get her to automate her emails. And she was like, Oh no, that's technology. <laughs> I'm a woman. And you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I mean, I encounter that all the time. It's like, they're scared of Facebook. They're scared of Instagram. They're scared I, of you know, MailChimp. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I don't understand it, but I'm like, your business will be, will explode if you just automate. Yes. 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 But, and, and it only takes you, um, it, it takes a, it takes some time to, to learn to build, what, it, yeah. what mm -hmm. it's about. But when you already, when you have it in place, it gives you so much more time. Yes. And, yes. And, and women, women should learn more about technology. That That's is awesome. an absolute must. You've given us so much wisdom. I am so glad I spoke with you today. Before, you. We, um, before we close, I wanted to ask you, can you tell us the name of your product and any website, um, any social media handles so people can get in contact with your awesome products for natural hair? That would be yes. great. 
Yes, I have uh, my website is um, justnaturalconsulting.com. Justnaturalconsulting.com. Dot com. And I am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, I have a business page or business profile under my own name, Janine Fantro. It's V A N T H R O O. I am also on Instagram. I'm not that active on Instagram. I had someone doing my Instagram for me, um, but. Um, I was I was not giving enough content, so actually they fired me. <laughs> uh, I have to pick that up. I have a thirteen-year-old daughter, and she was like three years ago. She was constantly telling me, "Mom, you should be on Instagram, Mom." <laughs> so finally, she opened an Instagram account for me. So I am get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, any other handles? Any other ways for people to get in? contact with you because I'm going to order some as well. So, you know, any other ways to uh, get your product? Uh, yes, I am. People can uh, always email me or um, send me a WhatsApp. I am very uh, much active on WhatsApp. I have a couple of WhatsApp groups where I give um, women from mostly Africa, South Africa and some Western African countries. Uh, I have WhatsApp groups where, where I on a daily basis almost, advise them on how to treat their hair because that market is also a very huge market and um, the knowledge is not really there yet. People are still advising others to use fix on their hair, for instance. Okay, what's your WhatsApp? Um, my WhatsApp is um, plus three two, let me write that down because I don't know, four seven zero seven nine one seven six zero wonderful i am so glad i got to speak with you my sister and Thank you, very uh, much. you have dropped so many gems for entrepreneurs in general but especially those who are entering into the beauty and the natural hair care arena i pray god blesses you tremendously you. as you labor um because Thank we you. need more people like yourself for our natural hair so that we're beauty from beautiful from within yes yes right. thank you very much thank yeah. you so thank you. much thank you for having me thank you and can you can you say goodbye to us in dutch ik wens jullie allemaal een hele fijne avond en hopelijk tot ziens and what i said is i wish you all a very good night and hopefully i'll see you one time oh beautiful thank you so much janine <laughs> Awesome wisdom and insight from our guest Janine Van Drew of Belgium um, as she gave an, a vast knowledge of her experience as a entrepreneur, now business owner of natural hair care products and consulting in the Europe arena uh, for the past 16 years. Um, recently, I read a study um, by SCORE. Um, SCORE is Service Corps of Retired Executives who actually provide um, counsel and advice to aspiring entrepreneurs all over the nation. And they did a study about women in the year 2018, over 26% of the population uh, were women entering into entrepreneurship. So. Women are on the move and creating businesses. And the way our economy is going and the politics 
um, that we are experiencing, uh, you would bode well to enter um, financial security through owning a business. So Janine Van Drew, she dropped some really good knowledge to anyone that is entering into entrepreneurship, owning a business, starting a business. Well, she, uh, to reiterate, she said, don't listen to people who may deter your dreams. You know, it's that crab mentality. Why are you doing that? That sounds crazy. Do you know the risk? You know, if you know in your heart and your spirit that you're passionate about something, go for it. You know you. And you should follow your passion. Janine also expressed that don't work with family. Now, that doesn't mean family is bad. Um, but, you know, sometimes the familiar, um, do they don't recognize the treasure that you may carry um, because you're too familiar. Um, so, you know, if you know certain family members will not or are not respecting your vision, or respecting your dream, or respecting your calling, or respecting you, period, you know not to have them on your team, okay? Just a word to the wise. Janine also expressed, don't ever give up. You know, you have to fail to be successful. So just understand that in all things that are achieved in greatness, you have to fall down quite a few times and stand up that much more. So don't ever give up because um, the Bible says run with the vision. So you got to keep running with the vision. Even if you stumble, even if you fall, keep running with the vision and don't ever give up. Janine expressed, do the research. You know, the great thing about the internet and Google, it's a vast land of great information. You can balance information with other information and in there you'll find truth. So do the research, make sure your research is, is solid. You have a foundation that's a solid on truth and knowledge and you're equipped with your field of uh, business. And lastly, she expressed, Janine expressed automation. And I don't know why people are afraid of automation. Maybe they're a bit intimidated, but I'm telling you, you only have two arms and two legs. <laughs> so you're going to need a team of people and you're going to need some mentors and you're going to need some automation because what automation does, it frees you up so that you have more time to do what you need to do, right? Because life needs balance and life needs order. And automation is there um, to market, to put things in order, and to monetize. So embrace automation. Janine, thank you again for being with us. Uh, she expressed her experience as being a woman of color, um, um, producing a business in the European market and it was interesting to see some of the parallels that we experience here in America even there from uh, in Europe they have uh, Indian uh, hair supply stores and here we have in America we have Asian uh, supply stores so people of color black business owners women business owners it's important to embrace ownership because once you embrace ownership, you can sit at the table. And that's what we will ultimately want to do. We want to sit at the table. And if we can't sit at the table, you know what? Create your own table. And with that, I leave you here at the table. Thank you for coming. 
to the table's parlay. Until next time, we'll see you at the table.